your mama. Nate Doggy Dog. What's up, Al? Good to see you. Happy Ash Wednesday. Happy Ash Wednesday. I, I noticed no ash on your forehead. I took a nice hot shower, and I feel great now. But I uh, I was very, very aware of brushing my hair back. I, I do this a lot. You know, I have a very bad habit of just fixing my hair, and I was really, really gentle with it. But I was just I was just ready for a nice warm shower and get rid of any of the extra saliva I had gunked all over me. From yourself? From your son, from I mean, from patients, patients. You get, I get, I get a random spray from patients. You know, it's not like loogies, but like it's, it's like, like I, when I spray or I got my drill flying, you know, there's just stuff that just kind of leaks out of the place. Wow. Yeah. I didn't know that was part of the the daily life of a dentist. I assumed that they were there was blockage from all of that. They're they're like I got I always have glasses on I always have mask on so it's protecting like the 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 major surfaces like I've never had one leak into my mouth which would be absolutely disgusting but I definitely feel stuff spray on my forehead and hair every once in a while that, it's part it of the reminds process me, it's part of the process what I'd love to see in every profession so yours profession my profession producer Luke's profession is the same type of locker room experience that athletes get after their game day, but everyone gets it. So after you like do your day of work of a dentist or accounting or engineering, you just, you and the rest of your employees all hit the showers and you're just, you're walking around. Whew, what a day, what a day it's been. You like rinse it off, you leave it there and then you put a different outfit on, you do a press conference, you go home. I think this would be, this would be a good development for, for professions. What do you think would be the best part? The shower time with the other guys? I think I would love to be asked questions about my day at the end of it. I think the press conference part would be really cool. But but yeah, just like the the steamy shower uh, to rinse it all this. away. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, I don't know. I mean, we might wear if it's my coworkers. We might. We I'm might trying to think. Of the last time I showered with a bunch of dudes. Hmm. Was it high school? I probably did it in college. I did it in college. Pathways. You definitely sure. did it in college for sure. Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm, I, I don't know my last time. I wasn't really necessarily saying we'd all get in the same shower. I would assume there would be oh. some kind of dorm situation where you'd, you're like, you know what I mean? I, I wasn't saying we'd all oh, share absolutely. a shower head or something. Oh, okay, okay. I thought that's what we were excited about together, but okay, that's whatever. No, um, just you, just you. Yeah, yeah. I, that's a great idea, you know, because they say that, like, that's one of the things that why uh, uh, Vietnam – uh, war veterans had such horrible PTSD is because they flew home so quickly without like being able to decompress and digest everything that happened. Uh, and like World War II veterans had the long boat ride home and the Korean War veterans had the long like boat and ship rides to get home to decompress and to like heal from these things. So it's kind of the same thing you're saying, Nate, like at the end of the day, we sort of need we need a way to close that book. I didn't really say that about Vietnam vets. Yeah, yeah. You, you ever heard that? Yeah, it's like one I of the things. Never... It's a big theory. I don't know if it's like totally true, but I've heard that before. I've never heard that in my life, and I think that's so that's so interesting. That could be a whole yeah. conversation. They got they got fast. home too fast. Got home too they fast, basically. This is this is what I deal with. Al. I work from home, and so I don't get to I don't get the the commute. I mean, everyone's saying, "Oh, Nate, it's so great. You work from home. You don't have to sit in traffic every day." I miss those days. Mm-hmm. You get ten minutes. I work 10 minutes from here. I used to. You get to get in the car, and for 10 minutes, you're like, here's what happened today, and I'm leaving it behind, and I'm going to a different place. And now, literally, the nursery is the other is the room next to this room. So I just I just walk out from this job into the next job. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I'm a Vietnam vet. That's what's going on here. <laughs> Dude, that, that's actually super important. I think, I think that's a big downside of the uh, work from home thing. Like my dad said when he started working from home, he he could just like never turn off then he's he said he'll be like putting orders in for massive truckloads of meat at like 9 p.m at night sometimes and it like drives my mom nuts because he'll get he works with a lot of guys out of west the west coast or like boise idaho and stuff and he'll get calls late and normally he'll say hey you know i'll I'll get to the office in the morning but now he can just like walk to his computer but i think having bookends and like ways to decompress like i love i make a lot of phone calls on my way to and from work uh, I like saying the rosary, you know, it's it's really important, I think, to have that commute or that bookend 
when when we were closing like finishing with focus we had this huge like team we call it team development on transitions and how important it is to actually like have ceremonial transitions for like even minuscule moments in your life whether it's like driving home from work or for major moments in your life like moving to a different job and stuff like that so oh man you have to let me know if you can like I don't know, you could, like, create a commute for yourself. You ever thought about that? Just, like, going on a walk for, like, literally, like, a minute or two? Yeah, no, I, I have thought about it. And it's, well, I mean, it is a, it's just a different time right now when you got a little three-month-old where you can't really, like, get everything that you, that yeah. would be great for you. Um, mm-hmm. But I, I definitely think long-term, if I, if I, uh, if I continue to work from home, like, for a whole career, I will definitely make that a practice. I might even, like, well, yeah, I, I mean, I'm wearing what I wore to work today, so I, I, I don't, I always dress up for work, and if I don't, oh, that's pretty good. I, if I don't, it shows, like it really does. Like, if if I don't dress up for work and I have nothing to do or no meetings at 3 p.m., it is, it's really hard to just like to not check out. Um, but but yeah, I, I think long term, if I if I continue to do this, I'll need to say like you know five five thirty, I need I just ten minute. 10 minute walk and or or something but for now i'm dictated by a little a dictator who who screams and cries and yeah yeah drives emily crazy Maggie. So. yeah yeah i get it man i, I almost asked you if uh, anyone at work said anything about your ash but no one was at work with you i uh no I had, and i just got it i just got it so i didn't uh, oh, man. i went over lunch today and it was great st francis father jerry lee's man we were in and out 52 minutes that's a heck of a time for an Ash Wednesday Mass. Yeah, I just had an hour 45 Ash Wednesday Mass. Ugh, I'm sorry, was, was, it that was, yours, long. was yours packed? Yeah, dude, I always, I have a big theory. I use it in my my, my, my novel that I'm writing, that I, I have a theory that more people go to Ash Wednesday Mass than Easter Sunday. I think there's something so, like, for sure they do. Pe- people want to be seen with the ashes and, like, want them to know that they are Christian or, or maybe, I don't know. My cousin thinks that because they like know that they are dust, and I was like, I don't think that's true at all. I don't think they have any idea what the, the ashes actually mean. I think they just want to be seen with them. Dude, there were, it was like all over ESPN. There were like so many people with ashes on. You know, like Matt. Yeah, I was like, I, he he had, yeah. he had ashes on today. Really great. That's great. I I thought it was funny. I saw Mark Wahlberg on like the morning show, which nice. airs at like four o'clock in the morning. So he must. I don't know how he got ashes. How would he get his ashes? He paid it all <laughs> himself. Yeah, I am dust. Yeah, are, do dust. I shall return. He self-ashed. Um, yeah, that's great. I think I I think for that, even if he did self-ash, I would say Mark Wahlberg. That's fine. Mad Dog, whatever, go do it because mm-hmm. the representation is important. Oh yeah. Uh, you know, and he can go get ashed up, yeah. blessed up later on because that's huge. We don't see that. We really don't. Have oh, I love like it. That. I regardless, I hope people don't think I'm trashing him for just going Ash Wednesday Mass. Like. I hope you go to Mass every Sunday, but I think it's beautiful that people want to be recognized as Christians or Catholics explicitly, so it's really cool. It did start some really cool conversations with uh, with some of my patients today. It was neat. Like, I had I had this... Okay, I've been so excited to tell you about this. So I had this patient, last guy of the day. He was a new patient. He was he was young, super cool, just, like, really talkative, and he had a unique accent. I could tell he's, like, Eastern European or something, and he was telling me a story. He's a traveling nurse, all this stuff, and he'd asked about my, my forehead. He was like, is that Catholic? You know, blah, 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 all this stuff. Um, so I asked him, like, okay, so so where are you from? I, I like after like ten minutes of conversing with him, he says, You guess, you guess. I like to I like to hear where Americans think I'm from. And I said, Well, you're you're probably obviously like Eastern European. He says, Nice, yes, yes. And I said, Russian? He said, Hell no. Fuck Russia. <laughs> <laughs> the most like perfect, like iconic, typical Eastern European. Oh man, it was amazing. He was Ukrainian, so it was so cool. Yeah, like beautiful. listening to him tell his story. Yeah, it was awesome. Wow, that's awesome. Yeah, what? Mm-hmm. He, he, cussed, about... he cussed so much. And my room, my operatory is like dead center of the entire office. Everyone could have heard him say these f words. It was so funny. You can get away with stuff with an accent, I think. It's like oh you know, yeah, yeah, absolutely. As a curse word. That's mm-hmm. funny. Did you get any like? Anything about the U- Ukrainian experience? Like, did you no, learn not something? too much. He'd been like in and out of Ukraine. It seems like the last ten years or so. I- I'd like to. He's gonna. He's gonna come back. He's got a decent amount of work to do. So I hope I get to know him pretty well. It's so funny. Yeah, that'd be fascinating. 
Very fascinating. I, I, I was, you know, different podcast. We're, we're not, we're good. We have a topic today. But we're gonna. No, yeah, yeah, that's right. This is I, I listened to so much information about Ukraine, like, like a year ago for like for months. I would, I was like up on it, and then now, uh, it's like hardly news. It's just a, it's just an ongoing war. It's no yeah, longer yeah. like a, um, existential crisis to the Western world. Uh, I, I even remember though it's the same thing that's happening. Yeah, I remember about probably about early January last year. You asked me something, maybe on the pod. You were like. Do you think we're going to war? Like, if we go to war, will you go? Will you join the army? And I remember, like, terrified Claire considering that question. But we were both like, absolutely, we'll do something if we have to. And it's crazy. We're a year yeah. from now, and I mean, U.S. is still just like funneling money like crazy, uh, crazy to them. This actually, this might be a good segue. Should we, should we start with Lent instead of ending with it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's start. We're already we're there. A lot so of Lent. so good. it's Ash Wednesday. Yeah, Happy Lent. Um, I like Lent. Do you like Lent, Alex? Lent is so good. I was thinking about it today, about how important it is that, like, major faiths, like, I, I was talking about the Ukrainian guy about Ramadan. I think it's so beautiful that these these geocentric faiths have, like, times of fasting, because it's just so important to pause, to shake up our life, to have these yeah, literally just like these these periods in our life that are much different, should be much different than our than our daily life, day in, day out, the rest of the year. So I, I love Lent. I love Lent too. It's I I don't love it as much as Christmas and Easter, which we can talk about later. But but on, to your point, uh yeah, my my father in law, Emily's dad, worked worked with a bunch of um Muslims actually. So during Ramadan every year, he goes to their to their festivities. They have these you know, feasts after dark and um you know they they don't eat anything during the day i probably I, I don't know any details about ramadan so don't take this as your source of information but but since he works with them all he, he'll tell you that the their lives are totally different like as you said during that season like nothing looks the same like there you can't schedule meetings during the like at certain times you you um i don't know i mean you even hear about this like in the nba like if if uh I can't remember if it was Kyrie or something, but someone was 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 uh, doing Ramadan, and there was a mm-hmm. big game coming. And it was a topic because like he was not going to eat from dawn until, until this game. Yep. No water. No nothing. Yeah. You know. So nothing. Isn't uh, that crazy? That's the only yeah, way. No water. Yeah. Yeah. It's nuts. So so I think they do a cool job of making their life look different, as, as you were saying. I think Lent for us has become kind of like it's it's obviously lost a lot of its teeth. Um, a lot, you know, we, we, well, what, we does that mean, what does that mean? Well, I, I think, I don't know what it was exactly. I, I think I was trying to make I think, a teeth joke. Oh, that's interesting. I, I, I yeah, was like, trying to act like, yeah, you're attacking me. Yeah. No, no, I'm saying I'm pro teeth. We just lost them, you know? So, uh, it's, it's just not what it used to be. But, um, but anyway, yeah, I, I want, I want my family's life to look different during the yeah, I, I think following these liturgical seasons is huge for, for a living. As a 21st century Catholic, are we in the 21st mm-hmm. century? Yeah, we're in yeah, the 21st sure century. Are, yeah, yeah. I made uh, one of my best back to Ramadan. I made one of my best uh, jokes in my dental school career about Ramadan. Got a real good laugh out of the whole class. We had, we had a couple Muslims in our in our class, and I was real tight with one of them. And his name was Adil. Adil, if you're listening to this, oh my gosh, I would be so excited. I, I doubt well, he is, um, but he had volunteered for something which i think he like volunteered to like speak at something and so he won a cookie but it was during ramadan so he like throws it up he's like who wants it and i was the first one to raise my hand so he tosses me the cookie and i go thank god for ramadan am i right got a whole real good laugh out of everyone in the class lots of people laughed that's yeah 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 did you know this? Maybe you did. When we were in college and I took a semester off to do an internship and you were in Prague, that semester, our group, our friends threw a ramen don party where they <laughs> no ate way. a ton of ramen noodles. Did you know this? No, I didn't. This is true. That's, this is something that's a really that good idea. And I hope no, no one was offended by it. But I don't really know. I it's don't know. That's like it's... the same thing as us like celebrating Kegsmiths. You know, it's very similar. <laughs> You yeah, can't really get that right. bad. Uh, yeah, I, I guess. We do the same thing ourselves. Right. Ramen, um, ramen done. Yeah. Dude, I love ramen noodles. Oh man, they're pretty damn I good. I haven't had a, 
I, I really, I haven't had one in forever. Um, so, so Lent. So I, I don't like Lent as much as Christmas and Easter. I wanted to touch on this. I think it's important to not like Lent as much as Christmas and Easter because Lent is not for itself. Lent is for Easter. You know, I yeah. think you mentioned time. transitions or you mentioned transitions earlier. I, mean, I think Easter would not be as good without Lent. I mean, the ramp up to the celebration is part of sort of the celebration. You know what I mean? So, um, yeah, I, I love I love that it's here. I, I love entering into it. But, uh, yeah, I think it's OK to say that, like, I don't like it as much as as Easter. I like celebrating. I like a good yeah. celebration much more than a good penance. Oh, I don't think you're supposed to. I, I think you're totally right. I think we're supposed to be yearning, to be desiring, to be thirsting for those things, to thirst for that celebration. So, yeah, you're totally right. I actually don't know. What does Lent mean? Do you know? L-E-N-T? I, I have no idea. Hold on. Let me ask Chat GPT, my new best friend. <laughs> nice, nice. Yeah, I, I'm totally with you. I, we were discussing it last night. We had our Molly Gras party, and I, I used to, like, go super hardcore. I think a lot of it was being around a bunch of focused missionaries doing like Exodus 90 and all this stuff. But more and more so recently, I have just tried to simplify my my Lent and do it very well. Um, so yeah, I just, I think this year I'm just trying to, to focus on like the two or three things that I really feel like Jesus is placing on my heart and, and, and just like, yeah, just commit to those hardcore and really have Claire and, and, and you and the other guys like help hold me accountable to that. Yeah, I love that. I think simplification is good. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's there are times in your life that I, I think in college maybe it was a time of of crazy acts of like um, of of fasting and and but it's not that time anymore. Um, no, it's hard to with kids. Oh man. Yeah, it's it, I I was laughing. My uh, one of the things that I'm doing, just doing a couple things like you. Um, uh, but one of the things would be such a joke compared, like compared to what I was doing in in college, or even like right after college, without um, without uh, without family or kids, it's going to adoration once a week, you know. And and if I was in college and someone said that to me, you know, depending on the person, I would have been like, I don't know, like up your game. Like we live next to a chapel. It's right. You're, you're driving around. Just like step in. Come on. It's mm-hmm. like, but but now it's like no, I, I get it. It's hard. It's hard to get away. For me to be away is a sacrifice for my my wife. Um, so, uh, it's, it's interesting how seasons change and how like yeah. the sacrifice one year may not be oh, the same. And you do have to discern every single year what you should be doing. Absolutely. I know I had a spiritual director one time where I told her, I was like, I really struggle with like fasting. And she was like, that's okay. You're just too weak. And Jesus knows that don't fast so hard. And I was like, Oh, wow. Thank you. Thank you so much. So like today, like normally on Ash Wednesday and Good Friday, I, I try not to eat at all, actually. I'll just have water, coffee, and then like a, a bubbly or something like that. Uh, but today, I, I didn't eat until dinner. And I was literally like, I, I just, I, I have to have something or I am going to be the angriest, like biggest a-hole to my children tonight. And praise God I did, because we had a really tough night with Paul Joseph. And it was just like, yes, yeah, a different season. And, and crazy enough, you bring up the Adoration Chapel. In Lincoln, we were not as blessed to have a bunch of Adoration Chapels around us. And so I just like... I'd have to drive probably 12 to 15 minutes out of my way to go somewhere. And it wasn't open day and night. You know, it was open certain times of the day because there's an adoration chapel attached to a cloister convent. But here mm-hmm. in Wichita, that's like one of the greatest things about the diocese. We have so many perpetual adoration chapels. So I can literally see St. Catherine's from my backyard. So I live half mile from that. And then I work about 400 yards from adoration chapel so that's that's one of my big commitments is i i want to at least visit the chapel one of those two chapels or a church um if i'm traveling or something every day for at least just like a minute just want to go and 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 visit and just say hi to jesus just pause and and, and just be with him for a moment mm-hmm. yeah that's that's what and that's what i'm getting at i guess with like the situational thing which is such a promised land man what a, what a place <laughs> Um, so the word Lent comes from the old English word Lenten, which means spring. So, um, oh, so Spanish speakers out there, I'm curious what, what the word for Lent is in Spanish or, or something that that's not from old English, because it's clearly just like Lent is like in English, but it's not the same. And I'll ask like my sister tomorrow what she says. Huh. That is interesting. Nice, nice, man. Um, you got anything else for Lent? I, I think the only thing, other thought I had was uh, if 
Father Jared was talking about his homie. I thought it was a great way of just like just setting us up. He said the goal isn't to just fast for fasting's sake. The goal is detachment from these things um, in order that we love better at the come Easter Sunday. I was like, yeah, just be more loving Christians, be holier, to be to be closer to the Lord. I was like, yeah, absolutely. It's just easy to forget those things that like yeah, we we give up all this stuff, but in the end, we want to love more. Yeah, the, yeah, exactly. That's such a good point. Such a good thing to keep in mind. All of this is to be closer to the Lord, mm-hmm. and, and it's not just to, to check a box off. Um, I've heard it once, like, you know how a ratchet, if you're ratcheting up something, like you do one, and then mm-hmm. and then once it's clicked, you don't have to go back to the, where, where you were before. And someone was describing Lent through fasts. Kind of like that. It was like, you know, the hope is that you're, you make the habit uh, and it becomes easier. Like your spiritual director said, start mm-hmm. fasting a little easier and you'll become stronger because Jesus knows yeah, you and, and he wants to make you strong. Uh, Spanish, in Spanish, Lent is called Cuaresma, which uh, means 40. So do you use this, Al? This is called ChatGPT and it's, <laughs> it runs my life. I, I've heard of it. I have not used it. I have heard so many things like I, I just can't believe it exists. And I can't believe that high school students have this available to them now. Yeah, I wonder what it's like in high school. I like the temptation to just like, what? Hey, what does the green light in Great Gatsby mean? And then there yeah, you yeah, go. Yeah. There's your essay. But uh, but I mean, honestly, for even for my work, I, I use it all the time. No you know, way. Like, I really do. And I told all my coworkers about it and they're starting to use it. It's it's like that for, for, for some positions, it's like it's perfect. I think if you're in sales or if you're in um, know, anything, any type of communication position, like this is a great way to, to form, help formulate thoughts. I don't know how it would help you exactly. <laughs> Chad GPT, uh, do this root canal for me. Oh, man, yeah, that is wild. Yeah. I know Drew told me, my brother Drew told me that, like, it's helping him code a bunch. It's just freaking fascinating, you know. Oh, man. I bet it is. Yeah, that's uh, wild. Uh, well, speaking cool. of ratcheting up and getting stronger, Nate, that's our next segment. <laughs> that's a great segue. Here we go. The uh, This is this is where we talk about exercise and how I don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> you don't look like you don't, except for those pants uh. No, Al, I I gained 20 pounds in the last three months, for real. Oh, and, man, uh, Maggie will yeah. do that to you. The, yeah, the breast milk will do that to you. In the last three months. Yeah, <laughs> just taking shots of it. It's heavy. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I, it's – I think I'm just – I'm 30, you know? It it's, it comes on faster than it used to. Um, so I I think – I don't know where to start with this, but I, 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 I really like – the idea of exercising, it's just, just acknowledge it, it gets hard, man. It gets hard to, hard to do. Not just because I'm, I'm busy or something. I'm not busy. I'm just, I'm just not good at exercising. I'm, I'm maybe a little lazy. What, um, okay, so what did you do exercise-wise before Maggie was born? I ran all the time. I went to the gym in the morning. Um, you know, stuff like that. Yeah. Like games, my friends. Is Maggie the big like delineation between this twenty? Would you say twenty or thirty pounds? Twenty pounds? It oscillates, man. Um, is is she? Uh, she kind of is. I mean, there there's a reality to, to like I can't get out, sneak out in the mornings anymore. I, I don't have the same freedom in the evenings. Um, there is some reality to that I think that's just like a few months from now it won't be the same way. But. Yeah. Um, but it's not just that. Like, it's definitely like it's tough. And like anyone who's had a kid or or had a big like life change like this probably is relates. Like, it's easy. The the pounds the the you start feeling worse and worse. But um, I think also it's truly the the age the the metabolism metabolism thing. I'm at the age where like people on sports casts will call me ancient. Like, it's a, it, you know what I mean? Like Dwayne Wade's out here. Uh, Donovan Mitchell, I think, is thirty, and he's like at the tail end. Tail end is, you know, his is he thirty? Wow, that's crazy. I think so. He's been in the league a while. Dude, here's the thing: LeBron James is thirty-eight, and he's still unbelievable. We got at least like eight more years. That's right. Oh, Donovan Mitchell's twenty-six, but these guys are are using like, um, yeah, they're, they're they're spending dollars on their body. Um, what do you think about exercise, Al? You you fan of it? I'm a big fan of exercise. Yeah, big fan of exercise. I do understand everything you're saying. It is really difficult, especially when you have kids. It's like 
you got to learn how to be, you really got to learn how to be on the same team with your wife to make it happen. Because, oh man, what is fascinating is, is exercise is such a, like a modern phenomena because I'd say, I, I don't know, maybe 90% of jobs, I have no idea. 90% of jobs require little, little physical labor nowadays. Would you agree? I mean, Mark yeah. Stoller, Jake Schwint, those guys are, are blessed and lucky that, I mean, maybe they would say we're lucky that we don't, that we get to sit on our butts, but I feel like those guys are lucky because they're, they're just like working and getting those, you know, all those, the, the adrenaline and all that stuff, the endorphins out through their work. Um, they're like exhausting themselves through their labor. And we have to come home sort of in a way at the end of our day after we've already been exhausted mentally and we have to try and somehow get the energy then to exhaust our body physically. It, it is totally, totally different. It's crazy that, yeah, over the last 60, 70 years since the desk job has evolved, like, I feel like we're still behind the game on exercise. Yeah, it's, well, it's, it's, it's funny, like, it's not really something that humans evolutionarily would do. No. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it, it doesn't make sense. That's what I mean. Tried to squat as much mm-hmm. as they could. They would have picked things up a bunch throughout the day. Mm-hmm. And they would have had to like lift logs over over I don't know chasms and climb trees and stuff. But the actual act of going to a gym is is a, like a modern modern experience. But yeah, and it's uh, crazy because yeah. it's like it's at the end of my day, like the end of today, I was freaking exhausted. You know, we were up late with our Molly girl party last night. I had a pretty packed day of patience. It was just one of those days where it's like the last thing I want to do is go on a run. The last thing I want to do is go work out. It's just like sometimes we we give our best for work and we save this much. Sorry, no one can see what I'm doing right now, but we leave a minuscule amount of energy and effort for our family, which is already messed up. It's like we should be giving our best to our family, but we we can't some days. And there's literally just nothing left in the tank to go exercise. Yeah, I mean that's Does that how you feel right now. It is, just, yeah, because I'd I'd love months. to switch. I'd love to switch it to the front of the day. I'd love to be able to do that. Um, and even that's a bear. Like not, I'm, I'm kind of a morning person, not compared to some people. I've noticed, like, I said, I people will talk about being a morning person. They'll say, like, I wake up at 4.30. I'm like, that, that's not a morning. You're a, you're a psycho. You're yeah, not a morning yeah. person. You're nuts. Um, but, um, yeah, I think ultimately that's what I, I'd like to, uh, like to do. That's what I'll, that's what I'll turn to. Um, the morning stuff, because that's because like you're saying, like the end of the day is for cooking and cleaning the house and spending time with the kids and uh, and whatever else. And it's hard to get to the gym, especially. Man, I, I need to I also need to figure out an efficient way to crank out a workout at the gym because I love to run. Running is very relaxing. It's not really the best workout in the world, um, but uh, I'd love to be able to get in and out of the gym in like 20 25 minutes you know what i mean so, so why do you why do you need to go to the gym because i don't have a, a what's a weight set here at the house okay how much does a gym membership cost well i talked him down it cost me like 12 dollars a month oh oh holy crap you put a gun to his head and said give me that i told I, I i really did i was like all right i i don't i don't ever come here i'm gonna leave and he was like oh man what if i what if it was 12 dollars a month no like, way. Sure. Okay, that's a hell of a deal. I I will say that. I feel like I hear I rarely hear gym memberships that that low. I feel like Planet Fitness is like ten bucks a month, but I have never heard of one twelve bucks a month for a decent gym. That's funny. How far is your yeah, drive? Yeah, it is a decent gym. gym. How far is your drive to your gym? It's it's five minutes. It's super close. Let me maybe less. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's, it's just okay. down the road. Yeah. Yeah. So are you, are you talking right. about investing in a, in a weight set or something? Yeah, man. This is what okay. This is what I have. I, I have I have big theories on this. I think. One, the modern day saint, like the modern day family man has to become a morning person, but you don't have to use the mornings for, for working out if you really don't want to. But like, I, I do think learning how to wake up early is super important and like finding time for yourself, whether it's time for prayer, especially time for prayer. But like I, I try and write in the mornings. Claire wakes up super early. She's a freaking workhorse. She wakes up at 515, like on the nose every morning. She prays, she goes on a run or works out every morning. I just like, 
I, I do not like mornings necessarily. Like I'm not a morning person, but we had to like, we had to learn how to do it because of the kids. It's just like, it's so good for us to learn how to do that. But with exercise, I think we, it, it needs to become, it, it, the exercise in itself can't be the goal. It's got to become like a virtue, a virtue of exercise, the virtue of being in shape sort of, I guess has to be something we build. And I think we have to learn how to set ourselves up for success. So the reason I'm like sort of questioning you kind of jokingly is like, I am a massive, huge proponent of the home gym, saving up a little bit, cut the gym memberships, all this stuff, and just like slowly collecting weights or gym equipment over the years, like acquiring it. Like I literally used my dad's bench set. Do you remember that thing I had in my basement? That was terrifying from literally from like 1976 I finally sold it or I finally threw it away when we moved because I almost died on it. Um, but I think you like, I, I get the reason people want gym memberships because it's like, all right, I'm paying for this. I better go. Um, so I get that. Like, that's a good place to start sometimes because you have to start working out. It's like, there's this great book. My brother Drew's crazy obsessed with called atomic habits. And it's like, if you want to build a virtue, if you want to build a habit, start with the most minuscule, atomic piece of that habit so it's like i want to get in good shape do one push-up a day and usually if you do that one push-up you're like all right i can do a few more um, but he's like do the one push-up a day for a couple weeks and start building on that and so it's like if getting a gym membership is gonna help you get your butt there like that's a good place to start and start doing it three or four times a week but i think eventually like when you got like two three four kids like you just said Cranking out a 20-minute workout is so much easier if I can walk in my basement, pick up some weights, and crank out like a crazy good CrossFit workout. You kind of see what I'm saying? Oh, absolutely. I, I would love to to have a, a, a gym set here at the house. In fact, my, my parents have a gym set. It's pretty good uh, that they I know they don't use. So if they listen, Yeah, there you go, baby. Just yeah. send that in a big old box and, and send it to me. Mm-hmm. Um, but even then, you know what? This is This is like my – Third biggest beef with Texas, no basements. Where are we gonna put the gyms? <laughs> the garage, baby. It's warm year round. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Uh, there are people, and you've seen these people that they work out on their their front driveways. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, Absolutely, that's like my favorite type of dude. Uh, just cranking out of uh, some some bench press, like. Oh know, man, yeah, it's great. Yeah, throw it in the garage and just like you, you don't need much. You literally just need like. I just literally have dumbbells right now. I've got some other sets, but I don't have a bench anymore. I want to buy like a nice squat rack and all that stuff. We're kind of saving up for it. But one thing I was talking with Josie and Luke last night at a party and and Josie was like, but I love the competition. I love going to the gym and going to a class and all this stuff. And I get it. But like what I do then is, is I feel like I compete with myself then like Claire and I try and do a half marathon every year. And I think competing with my time is like the best thing I can do. Be like, Oh, this was my PR. I'm close. Up close, baby. And then I push myself um, just because I think it's it is tough, like to get yourself there, to get to the gym, the five minute drive in, the three minute walk in, finding your weight set, finding this and then and then, oh, and then the walk back out. And, you know, I just think like I just think it's waste time, really. And, and, and I, I get it. I get why people do it. But I just think like we got to work and we got to build ourselves to like finding a finding an easier way to make this uh, sustainable. Yeah, you're right. I mean, the easiest possible way to do it is to have it in your house. If you're able to, if yeah. you're able to do that, like my, when I do, I, I do like uh, the Nike training clubs mm-hmm. in the garage without, without any uh, weights, you know, I don't have any, mm-hmm. anything. And there's plenty of workouts on there that are just like burpees and pushups. And Dude, those, those body weight like, stuffs are freaking tough. It, it it really is a great workout. It's it's, but there's there's really nothing like lifting heavy. I think for like boosting yeah. metabolism and and actually like burning off fat. Like that's what I meant about the, a run. A run doesn't really burn off fat necessarily. It's good for your cardio and everything like that. But it, but but lifting heavy really does a lot for your body. They say they say they say lifting heavy is like the best thing for you long term actually. Like good strength training yeah. is supposed to be really, really good for your body, for your bones, for your muscles long term. Yeah, but man, I I love yeah. a good run, getting hot and sweaty. Technically, technically I, I love cardio. Technically, cardio is the best for 
burning fat, but you got to do it for a long time. That's what like most oh, exercise yeah, yeah. scientists would say, but you got to you got to be running for quite a while. Oh, and they say like walking a mile is the same as running a mile in terms of like your what your calories are are burned off, mm-hmm. but it takes it takes twice as long or whatever. So yeah, I think the same is true. It's like if you're just gonna be biking, that's great, but you still have to. Uh, it's just a time thing, and you can't do it in 20 minutes unless you're doing like a sprint or something. Super hardcore. Speaking of bikes. Peloton. Yeah, yeah, a big, big Peloton guy on the air. So we're gonna bring producer Luke on. Let's. Uh, I can't Luke wait to hear is... some of Luke's takes and thoughts. Yeah, yeah. Talk us through this Peloton, Luke. Luke well, it sounds like a Peloton would be great for you, Nate. No. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Do you have twenty six hundred dollars, Nate, to show no, up? No, no, it's not that much. <laughs> it's not that much. It was like twelve hundred when I got mine. <laughs> Plus the shoes and the their shoes. Oh, what membership? Yeah, it's a whole thing. I'm ashamed of myself, to be honest. We we're talking Alec and I. It's for the week. Yeah, I don't like. No, no, I thought you were the pro Peloton. Well, I mean, it works for me, but I'm like ashamed that I have that. Yeah, that I'm mentally weak that I need a Peloton to entertain me to work out. But I can't just work out. It's so boring. Lifting or yeah. running is so boring and. I'd rather be doing other stuff with my time, but Peloton kind of makes it more entertaining, more competitive for me. And Well, I don't think you should feel bad for that. Yeah, that, that's nice to I'm, hear. I'm making him feel bad for it. <laughs> no, Hal, you're, you're an asshole. And the thing is, Al, <laughs> and we have to acknowledge this. We have to acknowledge this, that you have been working out since you were 12 years old. I mean, honestly, you have been. Like, ever since you were in seventh grade or sixth grade, you've been working out very, very consistently. This is true. That's and this true. is not true for most people. So you have, you have what is that, 15 years of, of this type of exercise habit that I think that, that almost nobody else has. And that you have to acknowledge that when you're talking about habit building. When you're like talking about these atomic habits, like it's not the same for someone who's like kind of been into workout, but, but they're not that interested. And they're like, all right, I'm going to start. Well, you can't get on the Alec Molly 15 years of habit building plan. You got to get on the you know, the Nate Hoffman, like, it's been a while plan. You know what I mean? Oh, absolutely. No, I, I hope I really, I really don't think I, I, I hope I didn't sound like an asshole. I was, I was mostly joking for the sake of the podcast. So I apologize, Luke. I, I was, I was just kidding around, but no, Nate, you're totally right. It's like, it's like you can't expect someone to, it, you can't sit someone down and say, go write a novel if you've never, like, if they've literally never written before you know it's just like yeah we get out of the habit we got to slowly build your way up it's like you know one push-up for claire is is excruciating uh, but it's like for us like we could do a push-up easy you know yeah so i i, I totally get what you're saying and I, and I apologize if i came out as an asshole i was just i was just trying to come in Stephen a smith hot you know but i think nate and i can relate because we grew up loving like sport like that was our exercise yeah. was like, playing ultimate frisbee or playing basketball and we never got in like a routine of just working out because we were just playing sports. Mm-hmm. And then you get to age 30 and you're like, oh, I'm not surrounded by my friends and I can't just go throw the Frisbee or run around with friends. I have to actually just do this boring lifting weights and cycling thing. You know? Yeah, it's and it's tough. And I think that's why something like Peloton, I've never done Peloton, Luke, but I'll buy yours for $600. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm yeah. I really dislike lifting weights, actually. I just think it's boring. It's like, think about what you're doing. You're literally just picking heavy things up and down. It's stupid. Uh, have y'all done CrossFit? Uh, Nate, we did CrossFit together in college. We, we did. Luke, have Luke, you? No, it's everything I, I, have. I have. I have a blast at CrossFit. That's the that's why people pay for it. That's why you pay $125 yeah, a month to go to a CrossFit gym, because mm-hmm. it's a blast. And you, you have friends who are doing it with you, and you have a coach who's actively, you know, tugging you along. Mm-hmm. And so when I was able, when I was shelling that out, I got in great shape. Um, but yeah, it's it's a it's costing, it's a time thing with with that. But I I know exactly why you go there because it's it it like recreates the all my friends are playing frisbee for the next hour, so I might as well yeah. go work out situation. Yeah. It is. I think if you got the budget for something like CrossFit or Peloton, it is like the perfect way to like really invest in yourself because because you got to do it. Exercise isn't just to like look good. Like you got to do it. Like 
there's been times when I, I don't know Joe Rogan has talked about it on his podcast before. He's like sometimes the workout is like the best thing for my stress because the reason we get stressed stressed is like this biological reaction to fear and to anxiety. Like that's that's what it is. Like we get stressed and we get fear because we are literally terrified of dying. Is 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 like that's what our ancestors when they got stressed is because they were afraid that they were going to get attacked by something. And so going and running this crap off and working this stuff out is so good for stress. Like it's so important for us to build that virtue. So I think I, I like I'm I, I I totally I don't take back what I said because I, I just like I was doing it for the sake to be funny and all this stuff. But I really think like investing in yourself and pouring money into it is worth it if it helps build that virtue of making exercise a regular habit. Luke, how how in shape are you now compared to when you buy this Peloton? Uh I mean, I'll be honest, I have good months and bad months. Um, yeah, I think in December I didn't touch the Peloton at all. Um, so, yeah, I'm not going to claim it like fixed my workout problem. When was the last time you were on it? Uh, today, actually. Yeah, oh, better. Hey. Yeah, as, as a Lint thing, I'm trying to be more consistent. Josie's really – Josie won't have a kid with me unless I get my <laughs> workout. That's how you get jacked? Yeah, you don't get any of this to you fix that. <laughs> Essentially, yeah. Yeah. That's, that's so funny. Golly, Josie draws a line. He did no flab. That's good. No flabby me. dads. That's good. Yeah. But I do think I'm. I think I'm just gonna start biking to work. That's what I've settled on. Once it starts, oh, sweet. Yeah, I'm like Probably. three to four miles away. I think okay. the path isn't great, but. Yeah, I think it'll be worth it. I like the efficiency of, you know, your commute plus your working out. Like, there's no yeah, waste maybe. of time, you know? So. Oh, that's brilliant. How, are you okay with sweating all morning? I mean, how is that going to work? Yeah, that's going to be – yeah, we're going to figure that out. I don't know what that process is, but, yeah, we'll see if I need to I think it's fine. I mean, speaking as a Houstonian, if you walk outside during many months of the year, you start sweating. It doesn't matter if you're biking or not. So it's, you know, people get used to it. Actually, let me recommend the shirt that I'm wearing. It's a, it's a, uh, I can't see it just yet, but is it close? I forgot the brand, but they're moisture wicking. They're, they're great. They're like athletic. Nice. Nice. I I, mean, I would love to commute to work. I I can't really do it. It's, It's probably like, five five and a half for me but I, I i would love to be able to i guess i could it'd probably be a 30 minute commute i guess it, it's tough with the kiddos but dude that'd be perfect Luke. that knocks your exercise out there it's like when we were in school or when we were at k-state the 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 bike to class did you guys you guys biked boked boked from colorado Beach, street yeah 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 oh yeah that was, the that was another collection. thing man just biking two and a half miles a day every single day was huge and then the uphill oh, yeah. bike to class, oh, that was freaking brutal. Crazy. Luke, does the, the Peloton does the Peloton come off and you can use just bike that to work, or do you have to get a separate Peloton that that bikes like an yeah. outdoor Peloton? Yeah. What do they call outdoor uh, Pelotons? What was oh. that, sir? What do they call outdoor Pelotons? I don't think those exist. They do have they're, like they're called bikes. Instructors or like a, there's like a scenic <laughs> route that you can follow, you know, so you can feel like you're outdoors. Um, so Emily and I signed up for a triathlon. It's in it's in May. Oh baby! Uh, <laughs> yeah, we're screwed. Uh, I I'm not in shape. I've never swam in my life. Emily has swum. She's a swimmer, but she, uh, you know, we're trying to do like uh, running and, and we're like doing a mile at a time, and it's 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 gonna be tough. It's gonna be Dude, tough. That day. is awesome. But you already bought it. You got to do it. I know, dude. That's another thing. Like, you, you, you do that's what I'm talking about. Yeah. That's what I'm, 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 I'm talking about. I, I get the. I think the gym membership, the Peloton, is great to like get you going because it's like I put money into this. I gotta freaking do this. I'll report back on May uh, like 13th. Okay. If we survive, it's an open water swim. So, so that's what freaks that's what freaks me out about triathlons is I'm not a good swimmer either. Uh, and it's like you can't just stop swimming. <laughs> like you can stop running and you can walk, but you can't stop swimming. You literally you can die. Yeah, I think I think you could like turn over. I don't know if you've ever been tired in a pool, but if you turn over on your back and just like float and kick your feet, you can kind of like inch forward. You know, it might take me an hour to get across the lake, but I'll, you know, I don't I won't sink necessarily. Oh man. Uh, yeah, maybe. We'll 
Mm. Much we'll jacked see. by then. You know, muscle sinks. Oh, shit. Yeah. All right. I'm going to get fat. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, stay, stay just the way you are. You're beautiful. Luke, you got any other uh, Peloton thoughts? Uh, I will say it did take me a while to find an instructor I liked. Um, What's her name? His name. No, it's a dude. Um, I didn't like the women instructors. There's a lot of, like, self-help, like, you know, you go out there and conquer the world kind of talk, which I don't really yeah. like. Um, I just, like, just tell me what to do, play good music, you know, keep it simple. Nice. Yeah. Do so they play I, their own music? Yeah. So it's kind of, like... So, like the classes are separated by the kind of music um and this guy plays like early rap and 2000s hip-hop kind of stuff which i like so yeah yeah i wonder if there's any like any instructors who are just like you ugly son of a gun you will never succeed <laughs> you you're wasting your time <laughs> you no, they're are the biggest positive. fattest piece of shit i've ever seen there, I was in class with uh, Lizzo. There was a surprise appearance from Lizzo. She was just in the class. I'm not going to say much about what I think about Lizzo doing exercise classes. <laughs> I do not know who that is. Who's Lizzo? Very entertaining. She brought in like backup dancers and she sang while riding the bike. It was a great class. You know? Really? Well, <laughs> she wasn't riding a bike. She was singing. No, she was riding the bike while singing. All right. Good Peloton takes. I love it. Mahomes. The chefs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, what, what did you do for the Super Bowl? I've been dying to ask you about it. Yeah. So I had uh, I had my neighbors over. Had my my uh, my friend John Clark over. He's a seminarian. Um, had Becky Retzloff over, who lived in Kansas City. She's a she's a Texas girl, but she lived in Kansas City for three years. Um, so she's a Kansas City fan. She was a season ticket holder. So what? she is a fi- she's officially a Kansas City fan. She is no. Uh, no, you know, hanger on or anything like that. Um, and then I, I think two other friends. And, and so, so me and Becky, and then Emily is kind of a fan, right? Cause she married in. And, uh, we forced everyone to like really be pulling for him. So it was a, it was a good KC environment. Um, everyone was pulling for the good guys. Uh, so we had some pizza, had some, um, some, you know, some sides and, uh, just, Watch the game, man. It was just stressful to have a Super Bowl party, especially when you're like, yeah, you know, everyone is kind of pulling for the Chiefs, but everyone else was there to talk and hang out. Talk and hang Except out. For, man, even even Becky, she was flirting with the dude over text, which is very, which was huge. Uh, so she was mostly focused on that. So I was the only one into the game, and it was it was kind of hard to like host people and uh, and like, hey, the pizzas, yeah, yeah, it's in, yeah, we need beer, okay, yeah. And then, uh, and just like be a loser, especially that first half, man. That was, that was tight. Um, but it was great. It was a good, it was a good hosting experience. What'd you, what'd you do for the Super Bowl? Oh man, that sounds brutal. I, I would say I, I had probably a little bit of a more stressful environment than you for, at least for the first half. I, I don't want to want to up you here, but I will. I, I went out to Jake Schwinn's parents' place. So it was me, Bry, Jake's families. And by the end of the first quarter, both of Jake's sons, had thrown up on the carpet right in front of us. Bright red, disgusting vomit. When his second child threw up, we just grabbed our children and said, okay, we'll see you later. We're like, we're not getting our kids sick. So we pack up the kids. I had to freaking listen to Bolton's fumble recovery for a touchdown on the radio driving on 21st Street. Oh, it was so miserable. And Paul Joseph's like yelling in the backseat because he wants to go back to Dominic's. I'm just like, shut up, son. Turning the radio <laughs> on. <laughs> it was so, so stressful. I, I like, I lost it on him. Poor kid. I like, I like, we, we pull into the driveway and I tell Claire, I was like, 
You get Jane, get her to sleep. I'll get Paul Joseph. We're just going to go downstairs and watch the game. I grab him, throw him inside, get a bunch of our stuff packed up, get it inside. There's like three minutes to go in the second quarter. I'm trying to get Paul Joseph downstairs, but he sees this Tupperware full of, of uh, scones Claire had made earlier in the day, and he freaking loves scones. He grabs it and he yells, Dad, I want a scone. I was like, no, Bubba, we just ate a ton of food, and you already had a scone today. Let's just go downstairs and let's go play and watch the game. He picks up the Tupperware, throws it across the room, and yells, I want a scone. No way. <laughs> The lid burst open, scones everywhere, and I'm just, I lost it. I was like, how did he flip so quickly while the Super Bowl is on? Oh, man, it was so hard. So this was like, like, this is halftime area? Yeah, right before halftime. Like, we're getting beat. I'm already stressed. Oh, man, I felt so bad. It was like such a horrible dad move. But also, what a psycho thing to do. So we, we, we finally, I get him in his room. Like he's in, he's, he's in detention for years now. So I like go get to watch the game. No, there's no such thing as grounding a kid. He put him in a toddler, but man, we, we, we gotta go like, I gotta put on the game and I got him to sleep during halftime. So the second half, I literally just watched mostly by myself, just stress drinking beers on accident. When, When I'm watching a Husker game or an intense chiefs game, I don't really realize it, but I will just hold a beer and just just sit way too fast. Not like purposefully trying to get drunk, but I, I just don't realize like how quickly I'm drinking a beer. Uh, so that's what happened that second half. It was a much, much, much better environment to watch it. But Dude. it was actually a pretty lonely way to watch the game because Claire went to bed. She wasn't feeling well. Yeah. So I just I just oh, no. sat there by myself. Dude, that's that's not great. I, you're right. Yeah, that's, it was a that's much, much more stressful. I had a much more enjoyable experience than that. That's, that's rough. That's what I'm saying. But you, 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 I mean, the chefs. But we did it. Out, it. We did it. Yeah. It was all worth we it. We did it. We yeah. did. Yeah. Yeah. What a game. Um, I wanted to ask you about the ending because, uh, obviously the, yeah, it was the two best teams in the league. I thought it was fascinating that the Eagles had such a good roster and such a good, like, so many good players. And the Chiefs clearly had the best player in the world and possibly the best coach in the world, maybe of all time. Like this, this guy, the game plan that the Chiefs had was perfect. Amazing. It was so interesting to watch them like watch those two like that go at it, you know, like just coaching versus players and this guy with one guy, you know, with the will to win. Mm-hmm. And it was it was amazing to see uh, the whole game play out like that. And then the end is a little weird, right? With the oh, with the holding call. It's brutal. It's brutal because it's seriously one of like the absolute best Super Bowls I've ever watched. And that end, man, it, I, I do think it's a holding call. You put a gun to my head and tell me, like, would you call that? I, I don't know. I don't know. I literally don't know if I would have called that. But it's it just sucked. It was like it didn't put an asterisk on the win. We won the freaking Super Bowl, but it did suck. Like that was the way that we had to finish it off. Yeah, I, I've talked to a bunch of people who are not Chiefs fans, um, who and no one has said that it was baloney that the Chiefs won, that the Chiefs no, should no, have won or something. No like one that. has said that. Yeah, because because they the Chiefs literally didn't get stopped the second half. Like Patrick Mahomes yeah. was absolutely unfreaking believable, and it's tough to say like, hey, whether the Eagles would have driven down there and 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 finished <clears> the game off or not. But I will just say this: like the Chiefs played amazing. It was it was it was like the epitome of why I love football so much because some people say they love football because the physicality and these are like the biggest best athletes in the world like literally hitting the crap out of each other but I love it because of the chess matches like it was straight up just a chess match it was amazing to watch it's it's just taking chances and running with them that's all yeah. that's all it is like that's what you're talking about and the same thing happened in the Bengals game and the AFC Championship game yep. where. There was kind of a weird call, and, and it was like, oh, yeah, I guess it's the right call, but weird time to make it. But yeah, it didn't matter because the Chiefs took advantage of their situation. And in both games, the Bengals and the Eagles, they, they had lots of chances to take advantage of situations, and they, they did not, right? The Chiefs were able to yep. able to stop them, which is the point, right? Like, yep. that that's that's football, that's life. Like, you're dealt these hands, and you, you like – you deal yeah. with the situation or you don't. It's not always going to be like the most evenly mm-hmm. called game or life. 
this is this is like this, I can't wait to be like a dad teaching my kids like oh, yeah. this is life this is football yeah, you know yeah, take advantage the seize the moment do not let your chance to blow this opportunity comes once in a lifetime yo dude yeah. Joe Burrow he had two chances in the fourth quarter to go score and he got he got shut down that's why I'm pissed people people are like picking the Bengals I saw a bunch of people on Super or on ESPN picking the Bengals to win the Super Bowl and I'm like f that man they haven't shown that they can they can seize the moment. They just want Travis Kelsey again next year to grab a mic from someone else and say, That's right. No one like, believed it. No one believed. Know your places. Shut your mouth, man. He's, yeah, that was so great. I love Travis Kelsey. This is a great team. It's a great coach. I love I love Pat Mahomes. I, it's so cool that we get to cheer for this guy for the next nine years. Okay, this is my big, big, like, big I'm going to talk about tonight. That honestly, this this is so silly and so cheesy, but we're just, we're literally, we're just blessed. We're like so blessed to watch this man play football. Uh, my sister said this in the fall because I, I obviously like my, my greatest allegiance is Nebraska football. After that, I go Chiefs and Royals. And then after that, all K-State sports. And and my sister is just like a diehard Husker fan as well. But she told me, she goes, honestly, Al, I just don't like watching Husker football as much anymore. And I was like, what? Why? She goes, Patrick Mahomes just ruined it for me. And I was like... It was like the cutest thing I've ever heard my sister say. But man, he is just—he is unbelievable to watch. He is so fun, so creative, so oh man, he just—he makes it look easy. It—it it is amazing. He is straight up just magical. Yeah, I love watching him. He—he he, and he also is the same. I mean, talking about Burrow, like their big difference, I think, is that Mahomes is confident without being like abrasive. He, yeah, he's like, you yeah. know, I know, I like what we got. You know, our guys are our guys. We, this is what we came here for, you know. And and he's he's backed it up, you know, by a bunch of tuds. And I, I love that about him. Like he's a he's a yeah. supremely confident man because he knows exactly who he is. He's yeah. he is the greatest quarterback in the world. Yeah. Did um, you did you did you go to any Chiefs games like while he was playing quarterback? I don't think I've ever seen him play. No. Yeah, no. That's a I we we've got six more years of him on his contract with the Chiefs. And it just is like you know, success is fleeting, especially at a, like a smaller market like Kansas City. Like the Royals, like I'm so mad that we I, I should have shot out some money to try and go to one of those, at least a playoff game. You know, hundred bucks for a ticket, and just have gone to one with a bunch of guys or something. I, I really want to try and take advantage and at least go to one game a season. You know, the next six years and just say I watched. It'd be it's gonna be like saying we watched Michael Jordan play. Like I would have done. That would have been so amazing. Like my dad tells me he when they lived in Chicago they wouldn't watch Jordan play and. How unbelievable it was, but it's like we got we got like six more years of watching this dude. And he's he's just yeah. he's freaking special. I'm gonna do it, man. We've been blessed. Like seriously, the last ten years we've seen the Royals World Series. Yeah, I know you're not a KU guy. KU won a, a national championship last year. The yeah. K State won the football conference championship this year. It's it's been a wild ride for yeah for Kansas Chiefs with two Super Bowls in the last. Five years. Four years. It's, it's freaking yeah, crazy. It's, yeah. It's really nuts. Yeah. For mm-hmm. especially for a Midwestern like area demographic, yeah. you don't really see this. So yeah, yeah. I know we yeah. gotta ride it out. Yeah, it's so sports are cool, crazy. man. Sports Dude, are cool. I, the last thing I'll say was Wichita was just electric. Like that whole weekend, it was so fun. Chiefs flags freaking everywhere. Like Friday, my my like every school they said they had like a red out. Um, like my office, all of the hygienists like had their scrub jackets and then red underneath. Um, like it was just so fun. The, the, the week leading up, like all of the talk on the radio was about the Super Bowl, like Super Bowl Sunday. Like even at mass, there were people like not even dressed in church clothes, just like weren't chief stuff. But I, it was so cool, man. I loved it. We went to the I pancake feed of Bishop Carroll. Did you ever go to that growing up? Pancake feed. Do you remember that? I don't know. I can't remember. Yeah, they had this big like fundraiser for something. Uh, yeah, we we went out there and that was super fun too. Um, yeah, sweet. I, I miss that. Uh, I miss being around that. Like we we see it a little with the Astros down here, but uh, mm-hmm. but it's not as widespread because we're out here in the suburbs. Um, speaking of like the churches, so Drew Drew, my brother's a priest, and he he's at a college campus so he has evening masses. So on Sunday of the Super Bowl, he had a 7 p.m. mass which he managed to coincide exactly with halftime. So he missed no game time. And then the end of the game, he's got a nine o'clock mass and they're driving, they're driving. Um, 
I think the Chiefs still have the ball because they had the ball for like the last five minutes. And uh, and it's nine o'clock. And um, I think the holding call happens. And or maybe it's right before that. So he 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 goes and there's like 50 people in his church, people who don't care about football mostly because they're not watching the Super Bowl. And he's just like vested and he goes up and he goes, hey, guys, the Chiefs are about to win the Super Bowl. You guys going to want to watch it with me downstairs? So everyone gets up from the church and they go to his basement and they watch the rest of the Super Bowl for like 20 minutes. And, they go and then they go, go to say mass. And then they, oh. and then they have mass at 9, 9.20 or 9.30 or whatever. So That's a pretty that was cool. there, man. That was beautiful. Yeah. I love it. Uh, good for right. him. That's what you should do. Right. That's what you should actually do. That's, that's, that's the, the move. Thing. Yeah. 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 All right. Absolutely. How about them, Chiefs? Good stuff. Sports are cool. We need to exercise more. Luke and I, we're going to get fit, and we're going to be in as, as in shape as you are. That's what we're going to mm-hmm. do. Thanks, man. Yeah, Father Drew, he bet me that I couldn't bench. He bet that I could bench 300 pounds. Strangest bet ever. Um, but I'm trying trying to work my way up. Good luck. 300 is a lot of pounds. 300 pounds is a lot, yeah. I benched the most of my life last week, thankfully. Don't tell him this, but I'm working my way up. Yeah, he doesn't listen to this. so yeah, yeah, That's that. right. That's right, yeah. He hates us. All so. right, brother. Yeah. Okay, I love you, Nate. Great pod. Love you, man. Great pod. Thanks, Luke. See you. Yo, mama.